0: off the ball daily a home for your favorite podcasts from off the ball i might create a new game i looked at creating a game that just has four pockets on i looked at the table we started playing it. i went you know what i like this it's a cross between paul and snooker subscribe to the off the ball daily podcast feed right now OCB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now we're going to turn our attention back to some of the the weekend action in sport it was a very busy sporting weekend uh, and the Katie Taylor fight and uh, sadly disappointing defeat for Katie Taylor at Dublin's 3 Arena to Chantelle Cameron and delighted to welcome the awfully boxer who's been on the show uh, with us on the show at different points before Grainne Walsh to the show this morning Grainne how are things
1: how oh, are you keeping? Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. You're in Poland at the moment, so you've been in Germany, you're in Poland and you're and you're fighting tomorrow, is that right?
1: Fighting tomorrow, yeah, so uh, you got me at a good time, to be fair. I have no fight day today, so I'm, I'm kind of just resting, making weight and all for tomorrow, so I'm good to go.
2: You could talk to us all day if you wanted.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't push it that far <laughs> now. You mightn't like me. The more hungry I get, you mightn't like talking to
0: me. A bit of yeah. do you, do you, How's the? Do you mind the, the day before a fight? Is it, or do you be nervous, or is it more just minding yourself, relaxing, chilling out?
1: Uh, it's kind of... I don't know, like I've, I've been in this position a good few times so it's uh, we got the draw and all yesterday so I I don't really like to look too far into the draw I kind of just like being told who I'm fighting what day I'm fighting and then I'll take it one one day at a time from there I don't really like going into the oh if I beat her, if I fight her and mm. it doesn't really make any difference you have to take it one day at a time in this sport
2: so Psychologically, you, how much prep goes into the opponent and knowing like what to expect how many curveballs you might expect or how much you have to match up
1: uh see on the international scene you kind of be fairly familiar with most people in your weight division. So like even around the hotel, like I'm seeing familiar faces, people I've fought before, people I've sparred at training camps and stuff. So you'd have a general idea yourself, but I tend to leave the, the real nitty-gritty down to the coaches. They do their research on the opponent and they know your best assets and they come up with a, a bit of a, a game plan. But as well, a lot of it is done on the job as soon as you get in, because mm. if you prepare for a certain type of fighter and if they if they usually throw a one-two off the bat, for example, and then they don't do that, you have to be able to adapt yourself. So I, I try not to get too bogged down on exactly what's going to happen because a lot can change in 10 seconds, never mind three, three-minute rounds. So.
2: Well, actually, on that, because it changed very, very early for Katie Taylor the other night where like it was like the narrative was, was dead within half a minute nearly. It was like, okay, here we go.
1: Yeah. Um, like, you know, no one really knows what goes on in, in other people's camps or Corners or tactics or any of that sort of stuff. Like, you know, there would have been an awful lot of research done in both camps on, on each other's and on, on each other for the, the fight at the weekend. But, you know, again, a high pressure situation. You just don't know what way that affects you. And I don't know. I, I just feel like Chantel's style just didn't really match, didn't really suit Katie Taylor's style. And um, I think in boxing, it's very much a sport of styles make fights. and I just think that Chantel's relentless pressure is just all wrong for Katie. Whether whether they're going to have a rematch or not, I'm, I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be a tough few days following that defeat there at the weekend. And a, a very sad day for Ireland in general because um, you know Katie has done so much for not just sports people in Ireland, but the, just the people of Ireland to give them something to, to smile about over the last decade or more so uh, yeah we, we owe a lot to her
0: yeah sad evening generally well with Thomas Cardi of course won the Celtic heavyweight strap and then a couple of hours before the main event you have the crowd already in their seats waiting for some other Irish fighters Dennis Hogan who was in here last week unfortunately lost his, his IBO super welterweight title on a points decision that was against JJ Metcalf uh, and then Gary Cully his first career defeat as well against Jose Felix that was a third round knockout in that one so already there was a couple of little mini blows I guess before Katie even took to the ring it just kind of sucks the energy out of the room I guess
1: yeah like I I can only imagine what the atmosphere must have been like at the fight and like the the tickets were so hard to get for the fight anyway so I kind of lost hope on even getting tickets but then as as the the fight grew closer and even around fight week all the buzz like god I was raging I wasn't going but then obviously I was coming away here so it was I, I had no choice really but you couldn't yeah, get a ticket, big no. For the Irish, sorry.
2: You couldn't get a ticket, no.
1: No tickets were like people were thinking that oh we get sorted out because we're with the Irish team and all, but no, it's it's first come first served. If you don't get one, there's no there's no backhanders, unfortunately. Like not- if it was Crow Park, it might be different. There'd be more tickets available, mm. but because the Tree Arena can only hold you know, X amount of the whole population who would love to be there on the night. It was kind of... They were like gold dust, unfortunately. But, look, I was here anyway, so it didn't really make much difference. But there was eight of us gathered around the phone here. We landed on Saturday night, so we just made it to the hotel in time to watch the fight. And, yeah, we, we just had seen Gary as well. And, like, a huge upset. Like, you know, it's just mad. Boxing is... That's why I don't like to look too far ahead. You're only... As good as the mm. current time and your last performance, so I, I just think it's very difficult when you start looking into the future and planning all different things until you actually take care of business on the day.
0: You mentioned there the difference in styles between Katie Taylor and, and Chantelle Cameron, and of course it's been well publicised that, that Katie had to go up a weight class as well. Um, you know there was a three-inch reach advantage, I think, for Chantelle Cameron. Were you surprised then at the at the decision to opt for a fighter of the talent of Chantelle Cameron because you know she could have fought. Maybe a lesser boxer, won her fight in Dublin had the lovely homecoming victory. But I guess it speaks volumes to Katie as well that that she doesn't want the easy the easy option.
1: Oh yeah, of course. And uh, I've I've been watching all, all the post fight interviews on all the different YouTube channels, and I like to do that actually in my in my downtime. I'm not really a big Netflix fan, but I like keeping <laughs> up to date with all the the pros and everything. So uh, yeah, Katie honestly could have fought anybody and sold out the arena, but. You know, in her words, she wanted to have a night to remember for the Irish people, and and she always wants to be remembered as taking the hardest challenges. And no one can argue that she hasn't dodged anybody. She's had amazing fights and never shied away from a challenge. So, like I said earlier, we we have so much to thank her for. Like I wouldn't be in this position here in Poland if it wasn't for what Katie did. Chantelle even said after the fight that she wouldn't be in that position if it wasn't for the way that Katie paved the way for everybody, not just Irish boxers, but. Uh, females and and boxers all around the world so uh, yeah she could have fought anyone she took the biggest challenge but high risk, high reward and unfortunately sometimes it just doesn't go your way, nothing is guaranteed in boxing and as you see with Gary's fight one punch can change everything and uh, yeah a sad night but you know we we can take our hats off to them for taking the big challenges and that's what we want to be remembered for in the sport not taking any easy options
0: that early start uh, maybe took some people by surprise, just the dominance of, of Chantal Cameron in the early rounds, I think at the start of round six, she was maybe 4-1 up with a lot of uh, ringside scorecards, um, pinned to the ropes, she was taking a lot of punishment as well, Katie Taylor, um, and even I was reading Michael Carruth afterwards, Gráinne as well, and he was talking about the body shots, she was, he was saying her sharpness just wasn't there, she was getting caught with a lot of body shots, and that is soul-destroying as it, t- it literally takes the air out of you. So that's not an easy thing I'm sure for her to have had to put up with as well. Early rounds when you're getting so many body shots it takes its toll.
1: Yeah, of course and like, you know, you can take, I don't know, from personal perspective a body shot can really like sap the energy straight out of you so uh, those, I don't know, everyone kind of thought that Katie would snatch the early rounds and Chantelle would come on stronger in the late rounds but I think, I think Katie may have been trying to save some energy for the later rounds. Look, we we can only speculate. We have no idea. Only Katie and her team know what the tactics were. But I just feel she looked um, a little bit overtrained. If if anything, uh, didn't have that like up on the toes kind of in and out sharpness that we have seen previously. Look, no one can say what that actually is. I'd say Katie's even thinking you know, what went wrong at the weekend or whatever. But you mentioned about the the moving up in weight class. It would be a very different fight, even moving up the same way Katie did. If Chantel was a different style fighter, if she was a counter puncher and on the back foot, it it wouldn't have been as evident. But because Chantel was sitting on Katie's chest for the entire time and never took a step back, she would, would have felt every bit of that weight difference. So I think that was the defining factor in that regard. And like, for 10 rounds you could see at the end Chantelle looked like she could have went on and done a few, done a few more so uh, I think the styles was just the wrong kind of match but we'll see if, if Chantelle is talking about moving down to 135 pounds that could go in Katie's favour and they could change the tactics up altogether we just don't know but on Saturday night it just looked it looked like it was one way traffic really
2: if you were Katie would you want to fight her again
1: I literally look Katie is going to want to fight her again regardless because like Eddie Hearn said afterwards she's not going to be able to sleep with that loss on her record Mm. there's a rematch clause in the contract for a reason and whatever way that happens now I'm sure Chantel will want some things in her favour because she did take everything the shorter end of the straw for everything this week or on the fight week last week um, as the homecoming for Katie but now she has her own things to kind of shout about as well so it would be nice to see the fight again maybe at Katie's, Katie's weight division this time for Chantel to challenge to be a two-weight uh, undisputed champion, but we just don't know. There's a lot of things that you can speculate about, but as I said earlier, no one knows what goes on behind the scenes. There's an awful lot of things that go on that we have no idea about, so we'll just have to wait to see in the coming months.
0: In that that decision uh, as to if they do have that rematch and trigger that rematch clause, and as you say, Katie probably will trigger that part of her contract, um, <clears throat> what weight they fight at is is so crucial because... I mean, if Shantel Cameron comes down to one thirty-five pounds, as you say, Grania, and and takes all her belts at that level, I mean, that would be it's such a blow for Katie Taylor.
1: It is. That's the only thing I'd worry about. I, that's the only thing that I would maybe doubt if Katie will want the fight at that weight because it was grand. She was coming up. She was the challenger, even though it was she was the favorite and the homecoming and everything. She was the challenger, so she still had her five belts at one thirty-five. But if now after that fight and and seeing that Chantel's style is a very difficult style to deal with for Katie's style particularly uh, moving down obviously the risk of losing it all may be just a step too far so we'll just see I know there'll be there'll be many negotiations going on but I think the two girls need to just take a bit of time out now enjoy enjoy the time off and then maybe just think about what's coming up next but we never know there's talk about the Amanda Serrano rematch yet so we just don't know what's going to happen
0: It's funny you look at the, the fight um as a, It was a tight fight, but I guess if you look at the stats from Copybox, um, so Chantel Cameron threw with 565 punches versus Taylor's 284. And then there's other metrics as well. So she landed, Chantel Cameron that is, 141 to 111. 27 jabs landed versus 21. You have 114 power punch, punches landing versus 90 for, for Katie. So all of these stats, perhaps unsurprisingly, in favour of the, the bigger box, Sir
1: yeah, I think, you know, even though Chantel threw more than double that Katie threw, but it's just, and even she she didn't even land a massive amount more mm. in the stats. But if you're a judge sitting on the side of the ring, the general picture of the fight, Katie's back was on the ropes the majority of the time, and Chantel was the one pressing on. Now, when, when Katie did plant her feet and throw five punches in the blink of an eye, that's what Katie's best at. But you know, the sidesteps and all that sort of stuff, I just didn't, we didn't see that part of Katie Taylor but look, they could have had a completely different game plan. You never know, you you know, that famous saying, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face Mm -hmm. so uh, it's easy for us sitting out here with no pressure on us to be able to criticise, not criticise but to, you know, put our own kind of opinion on it but it's very different when you're the home favourite you're getting in and there's 10,000 screaming Irish fans there and all the pressure is on you. You just don't know what way that affects you. I know myself being in the back the back end of Poland, <laughs> the pressure is, is still high here. So I can only imagine what she's feeling getting in. And uh, in a way, Chantel had no pressure on her at all. No one was expecting her to win, really. What
2: what what, ha- what is the Katie Taylor thing like? Ronya? I, I I genuinely I don't get it because like I I'm not really into boxing. Like the, the tickets were over five hundred quid the other night. Um, you know, boxing's on the periphery of people's mind in Ireland. It's not a big sport over here. You know, women's boxing obviously is the smaller end of that. And Katie, as I mentioned earlier, she she won that Personality of the Year against um, Sam Bennett. And the hype around Katie Taylor. Is incredible, like, and I could see from your perspective how inspiring she is. But like, she's not necessarily hugely charismatic. Um, you know, she's quite shy in her own way. There's just something about her that Irish people have absolutely, that absolutely embraced, like, uh, hook line and sinker, and and love her. Like,
1: yeah. When you think of when you think of the difference between herself and Conor McGregor, like and, <laughs> yeah. and McGregor sitting ringside, you know, he's very much a, you Brash know, a and. marmite kind of character. Mm. You either love him or you hate him. Whereas. I've never heard anyone to say a bad word really about Katie Taylor. She doesn't really scream and shout from the rooftops. She's very unassuming. She's won everything there is to win in a sport that, you know, like it's it's just crazy the things that she's done. And she doesn't look for major praise for it, which I think is so admirable. And it's not only people in boxing who who she's appealed to, you know, at the weigh-ins and at the, at the public workout. You have people of, you know, all all backgrounds, old women, old men, young women, young girls, young fellas. Like, she just appeals to everyone. You don't have to be a boxer to to find her a, a, an inspiration. So It's really you know, interesting to say, say that, boxers. actually,
2: because cause maybe, maybe it is her humility, the fact that Irish people naturally do not really, they don't really like arrogance. They don't really like people being above yeah. themselves. Maybe it is that.
1: Yeah, I think for Irish people, we're very quick to like, you know, be like, oh, get over yourself or like, mm. c- c- you know, bring people back down to earth. So I think uh, that's what's so what's so nice about Katie Taylor is that she is so humble. And even though she has every reason to to scream and shout from the rooftops and, and dictate X, Y and Z, she doesn't do that. That's not her style. And I always thought when she turned pro, would it be as successful <clears throat> because she doesn't have that trash talking book? look, it just shows her your, your talent can do the talking for you and she's proved that. So I think that's why she's touched so many people.
0: Yeah, that's probably why it felt so unnatural when <clears throat> Katie was calling out Chantelle Cameron on social media. You are like, this this doesn't exactly. sound nice. yeah. like Katie Taylor. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned the atmosphere there, Gráinne, like as, as something that plays a role. Because all last week I was thinking, oh, the home crowd is going to play at Katie's advantage and she'll have no fear. But then you forget of the impact of, of being that home favourite. And, and Chantelle Cameron <clears throat> perhaps com, com, comes out and it would have been so easy for her to kind of bow down and, and hide away from from that away crowd, and but she seemed to lean into the role of of a of not the villain, but well, I guess it is the villain. Yeah. You know, no, no one in the arena wants you to win, essentially.
1: Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I always I always knew that Chantel's style would pose issues for Katie Taylor, but I, you know, it's all it all just comes down to who shows up properly on the day, and we don't know. Oh, well, like he used a keyword there perhaps we don't we have no idea we can only see look from the outside looking in and uh, and see what we might think of you know how it would affect you walking out with that many people you know i could spur you on kate is no no stranger to the big occasion like she's been you know over 10 years ago she's been she was boxing, boxing in the olympics in london and you know in the excel arena when the decibel levels hit an all time high and all that sort of thing so she's been doing this is second nature to her but you just don't know I don't think Chantel shied away from it at all and uh, it made for a brilliant fight it was a competitive fight but in my opinion a one-sided competitive fight if that makes sense mm.
0: uh, finally Granny, what would you like to see Katie's next year or two look like there's uh, there's been some calls from from some boxers for her to maybe retire or consider retirement obviously none of us have any right to, I guess, tell Katie what to do. She She's going to do what she's going to do regardless. Would you expect a, a rematch and maybe the Serrano fight leaning into next year? Or, or how, do you, how do you think the next year or two is going to go for Katie Taylor?
1: Well, look, we cannot, like you said, we have no right to dictate what she does. And like, you know, she has good people around her and people who care about her and stuff. So I know that she'll be getting good advice from everyone that's around her. But realistically, if she keeps fighting, there is only two fights that she could possibly have that's the Chantel rematch and the Amanda Serrano fight so mm-hmm. once she if she decides to continue and if she boxes those two fights regardless of what way they go I think she maybe at that point she'll have completed boxing she's already completed boxing she had completed boxing back in 2012 when she won gold <laughs> at the Olympics her dad wanted to, her to retire then but you know, we're, we're 11 years on now and she's still going strong. So if she if she wants to continue on and has those two more fights, she will have literally completed the book. So uh, she could go off and, and maybe enjoy the, the fruits of her labor and, and all the hard work and, and sit back and watch the next generation come through. Like she's been so passionate about paving that way. So it'd be nice for her to sit with her feet up, not getting punched anymore and watch us go through it.
2: Before uh, Grain is back on, we got to get a, a Netflix uh, documentary that she might actually watch, maybe something on boxing. Ah, stick, you can stick to I actually
1: watched the Conor McGregor one there was only a four piece one so me and my roommate watched it there the last two nights but we've run out of that now so I think I'm going to go back to reading to try and get the mindset right for the fight tomorrow
0: absolutely well listen Grainne always great to chat to you and uh, listen very best of luck on that fight tomorrow
1: thanks very much lads appreciate it
0: OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night
2: Edition available now